If the Lord don't build a house, it'll fall down. If the Lord don't guard my city, the enemy's getting in. I could work my fingers to the bone, give my motto all. But if the Lord don't build the house, it'll fall. Working all day through the night till the morning light, trying to kill the stress in my chest, but it never dies. Doesn't matter how high up the ladder I go. I still feel low, and I wanna get ahead of you, make you get what I want before you're ready to. I'm just trying to get a couple of months ahead on my daily bread. I'm building my own kingdom. I'm so exhausted. Had a vision, I lost it. Oh, if the Lord don't build a house, it'll fall. Well, there you are, and welcome back to Redemption's Table. I'm Robert Barge, your host. The song we just heard is by one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Ross King. The song is Build the House off his unfinished album. That's the name of the album. The album was finished back in 2021. Build the House, unfinished, and I encourage you to check out Ross's other songs wherever you happen to listen to music. He's got some great music out there, and I want to say thank you to Ross for allowing us permission to play his song today. This is an amazing time we live in, folks. We have the ability to place a device on our wrist to measure all sorts of things, how many steps we take in a day, how much REM sleep we get at night. We can measure caloric intake and fine-tune our workouts so that we receive maximum benefit from the time we spend getting fit. We can hire someone to pick up our dinner and bring it to our front door. We can hire someone else to do our shopping. We have specialists galore available for our every possible whim or need. Therapists, personal trainers, life coaches, tutors. And we have a glut of entertainment choices from a barrage of streaming services and platforms. This is an amazing time we live in. If you can't find what you're looking for right now, you're either not very curious or it hasn't been dreamed up yet. Amazing. And right this moment, I just discovered this. There are anywhere from 3 million to 4 million podcasts available. There are 147.57 million podcast episodes as of November 2022. Approximately 37,775 new episodes are released every day. So let me just pause right now and say thank you. Thank you for, for coming to this table. Thank you for finding us. We are beyond belief grateful. Just a quick history. Redemption's Table was first introduced on April 22, 2019. In the beginning... We ran 57 consecutive weekly episodes before the worldwide pandemic slowed us down. Most of those conversations were recorded around actual restaurant tables after sharing a meal with a guest. We are now in our fifth season, and this is our 98th episode. And one of my goals this year is one podcast episode a week, the majority of which I hope will be conversations. But today, well, it's a solo. So again, I just say thank you for being here at this table. You found us. We found one another. 
As I've already said, it is an amazing day. There are so many ways we can easily discover truths about our physical lives. And there are so many ways we can be distracted too. So I want to start out today with a couple of questions. One, do you know where you happen to be? Two, do you know what God knows about you? First, do you know where you happen to be? Now, I know you could easily look at your phone's GPS, and it can tell you exactly where you are. You can zoom in to your location, and that device in your hand will show you what room in your house you are in as you look at your phone. Huh. <laughs> I'm not asking if you know where you happen to be physically. I'm asking, do you know where you happen to be in your heart, or deeper still, in your soul? God's Word, the Bible, cautions us about our hearts. Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Now let me just clarify. The heart is beyond cure when it remains under the self-control of the one who chases everything he or she wants. Under those conditions, we are all wide open to being blind to imagine we are somewhere in our lives that we are not. The heart is deceitful above all things. And for this reason, the Bible admonishes us in Proverbs 4.23 to guard our hearts, for our heart is the wellspring of our life. I imagine very few of us interact with a wellspring on a regular basis. Our water supply is on tap or in plastic bottles. I happen to live nine miles away from Prattville, Alabama. Prattville is known as the Fountain City because of numerous artesian wells found around town. I go to one of those wells often and I bring home six to eight gallons of some of the best water I've ever tasted. And the well I go to continually pours pure artesian water deep from within the earth to the surface at a rate of several gallons per minute. Now, water is necessary for our physical health, and purity of heart is necessary for our spiritual well-being. So God commands, guard your hearts. Well, how do you do that? I mean, wouldn't it be nice if there were a device we could attach to our hearts so we could measure that? Do you know where you happen to be? To know the answer to that question would be more important than how much REM sleep you got last night. The only way to answer the first question, do you know where you happen to be, is to raise the second question, do you know what God knows about you? According to the Bible, we discover several truths that are true for each and every one of us. Here are just a few very important ones. First, you were and are created in the image of God, Genesis 1.27. Two, you were designed and created for a relationship with God, Genesis 3.8. There it states the Lord God walked in the garden in the cool of the day, and he did so to be with Adam and Eve. Three, you are loved by God. 
Perhaps the most well-known verse of Scripture, John 3.16, For God so loved the world, for God so loved you, that He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus, in order that you might have a relationship with Him. That He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe, trust, surrender to His Son, would have everlasting life, would not perish. You were and are created in the image of God. You were designed and created for relationship with God. You are loved by God. God knows He created you. God knows He designed you for relationship with Himself. And God knows He loves you. Those are three truths God knows about you, which are true for everybody. And it is possible you may not know those three truths for yourself just yet. I hope you discover for yourself how true they are. But the question, do you know what God knows about you? That can go deeper still. The answers to those two questions, do you know where you happen to be? Do you know what God knows about you? Are as personal and as unique as your DNA, as your fingerprints. So let me roll those two questions together and ask them some other ways. Do you really know what's going on in your own soul right now? Do you see what's happening deep within as God does? Is the surface of your life, the persona you display for others to see, is the surface consistent with the heart of who you are? Well, how do I find that? Glad you asked. I wish I could say, wear this watch, and in the morning you will wake up knowing where you happen to be and knowing the intimate secrets God already knows about you. I wish I could say that. Unfortunately, that's not how we discover truths about ourselves. But if if it is important to know the measure of our physical steps and the depth of our rest, and apparently we must think that it is, for we keep buying devices to monitor ourselves, It is even more life or death important for us to constantly know the depletion or the fullness of our souls. So here are a few practical exercises to help get you started. First, spend time with God every day. Take the time to ask your Creator about yourself, about who you are, and then listen for Him to tell you. Read from His Word what He has already told us about who He is and who we are. And just as with any other creation, any other invention, the one who creates someone, who creates something, knows it best. Tomorrow morning, I will take my RAV4 to the Toyota dealership for servicing. Why do I go there? Because they know my vehicle better than anyone else because they manufactured my vehicle. The last two verses of Psalm 139, 23 and 24 offer a great prayer to lift to God to learn more of the answer to the question, do you know what God knows about you? Here's the prayer. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. As you spend time with God every day, here's some fun questions to ponder before Him. Not that that 
those questions that you ask God, Psalm 139, not that they're not fun. Those are very probing questions and can be very insightful and very helpful to your life. But here's some other questions. What brings your soul to life? What activities or what places cause your heart to overflow with peace or to overflow with joy? For me, it's being on a hiking trail somewhere. It's being out in one of our national parks. It is prolonged time to wonder and be curious and learn and discover something good and new I never knew before. Perhaps for you, it's an exhibit of your favorite artist, or live music with one of your favorite bands, or it's seeing or reading a certain kind of story that leaves you full of awe. It feeds something hungry, something wonderful deep within you. Perhaps it's spending time with your family, with your children, your grown-up children, with your grandkids, just being in the presence of people you love. Perhaps you're close enough right now to go back to one of those places you know which bring you life and recharges your wellspring, to take a visit, to take a day trip, to get out and listen to the voice of God in those places. Another question I ask myself at the end of every day, did more life come in today to my heart than went out? Was the nourishment of my soul a plus or a minus? Now, let me just pause right here to say, you can pour yourself out into the lives of others in a way that immediately fills your own heart, and that way is relying on God's strength to flow through you into the lives of others. You can do it that way, or you can pour out of your own self-reserves. At the end of the day, you'll be totally wiped out. Did more life come in to my heart today, God, than went out? Here's another suggestion I encourage and I practice. Journal. Journal. Keep a prayer journal. Write your prayers, your conversations with God. Here's why this is so important. I do this almost every morning. I spend quite a bit of time in the presence of Jesus at my kitchen table. I journal, I pray, I listen, and then I emerge into the same world you do, a world designed to keep us spinning and keep us distracted and keep us dependent on what it has to offer. And I cannot tell you how many times I return to my journal at night or the next morning and I reread what I wrote 12 to 24 hours earlier and the high tides of the day had already completely erased where I was with God not so long ago. Where I interacted with Jesus earlier might have been completely erased, gone for good, if I had relied upon the sands of my memory. But by writing them down, like carving those words upon stone, I can reconnect where I was with God earlier until the things God is teaching me now become a part of my everyday life. And here's one other benefit of journaling. Whenever you perhaps become lost or disoriented as to what is going on with God in your life, going back and reading a week or two of your journal before that time often helps you find the clarity your life is momentarily missing. It will help get you back on point, help you get back on track. 
Well, that's a lot to unpack already. So let's just end today's episode there. And I say thank you again for joining us. It would be great if you could hit the follow button wherever you are listening. If you've heard something which helps you, it would be awesome if you would share today's episode and the podcast on your social media platform with others. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, take a moment, rate the podcast, write a review. Once again, here's one of my favorite songwriters and a friend, Ross King, with Build the House. Until next week. It's like a counterfeit religion that I'm tired of bowing to A competition where the winners are bound to lose Is gaining the whole world worth losing control of my soul I'm not sure when I see people Cruel and deceitful Applauded for violence, rewarded for evil Sometimes they hide behind pulpits and steeples Oh, power has such an allure That's why we're building our on the contracts laying foundations that won't last if the lord don't build a house it'll fall down if the lord don't guard my city the enemy's getting in i can work my fingers to the bone give my motto all but if the lord don't Don't build a house, it'll fall